I just can't imagine my morning without two things a cup of coffee and my favorite capital breakfast show. Dina and Talish, you're great, best of the best. Each morning is really great and fun. Makes my morning so much better. Love you. This is Capital FM, Moscow, 105.3. The latest news now. Moscow's only English speaking hit music station. Capital FM. News. The number of unemployed people in Russia in November this year exceeded 3.65 million people. The Russian Federal Statistics Service, Rostat, reports that's around 5% of the economically active population. According to Rostat, the number of unemployed people decreased by 6% compared to November of last year. Around 700,000 people were registered as unemployed at state employment service agencies, including 600,000 who received unemployment benefits. Meanwhile, the Russian state Duma has adopted in the third and final reading a law abolishing national roaming for cellular communications in the country. According to the initiative, Russian telecom operators set the same conditions for mobile services to all customers, regardless of their region within Russia. Sergei Mironov, the head of the center-left Fair Russia Party, who is also the author of the bill, said that the abolition of domestic roaming would allow citizens to save up to 35 billion rubles annually on cellular communications. The law is due to come into force on the 1st of June next year. Berkey Park is leading the midterm voting for the best skating ring in the Russian capital. That's according to a survey conducted in the framework of the Active Citizen Project. More than 150,000 people have voted so far. They evaluated 17 skating rinks in Moscow using four indicators. Quality of ice, disco lights, rentals and lockers. Grades were set on a 10-point system. Gorky Park took the first place. Sokolniki Park was second best. The skating ring at the Hermitage Garden came in third. And finally, the Russian Football Union has decided to submit its bid with the UEFA to host the final of the 2021 Champions League in St. Petersburg. Last month, the UEFA announced that Russia's northern capital was one of the two cities which submitted declarations of interest to host the 2021 UEFA Champions League final. The other city is Germany's Munich. St. Petersburg was earlier granted the right to host three group stages, matches and one of the quarterfinals of the 2020 UEFA Euro Cup. The declarations of interest are not binding, the whole city will be announced by the UEFA Executive Committee in May or June 2019. Currently rated 6 out of 10 on roads this hour according to our interactive map. Driving time to and from Vnukova Airport is around an hour each way. Drive to Sheremetyevo Airport from the city centre will last about an hour and some 45 minutes to get back into central Moscow. You'll spend around an hour and a half on your way to and from Domodedovo Airport. Minus 2 degrees in Beijing, 4 in Toronto, 24 in Cape Town. It's currently 7 degrees below zero here in the nation's capital with a high of minus 10 predicted for Moscow later in the evening. And that's all the news for now. While you're back over in the studio, stay tuned for more. Good evening, listeners. We're coming live from the Nabrashny Tower here in downtown Moscow on a very, very snowy Wednesday evening. It is absolutely hell in the streets. I am pretty much on my, my own here in the studio, except for two little ladies I've got uh, on my left. I have... Uh, you Nikki forgot Stay. my name. <laughs> no, I was going to say DJ Nikki Stay. And, of course, across the table is the lovely Valeria. So, listen... I, I'm, I'm sick of this snow already. I, I mean, out today at Lost in Stars, people say, oh, it's so beautiful, it's so romantic. I'm sorry. This, like, 
white stuff falling from the sky is not right. It's not good. It's not healthy. But anyway, let's go on with it. I, I, I just, I, I don't like snow. I really don't like snow. I have a, a phobia. Seriously. No, but there's a smile at me and nodding her head. But like, it's just terrible. I don't care. It's, I don't like snow. That's it. Right. So, folks, what have we got up, going up today? We have two, not one, but two 2,000 ruble vouchers to give away for the two Katie's pubs for patties and for um, silvers. Of course, you can eat and drink up to the value, or actually you can increase it as well if you want, for 2,000 rubles. So uh, uh, those prizes will be given away for, and a very, very simple thing, I want you just to message in, okay, message in, and Valeria's already said uh, which city in Russia has put in a proper bid to host the 2021 Champions League final. So which city in Russia has bid to host the Champions League final in 2021? Okay? Very, very simple. Tell us. We just heard on the news. Uh, plus seven, 95, one, 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 zero, five, three. Nice things for you guys. So we've got two vouchers to give away. Right. What's coming up on the show? We have, all the way from two men, very, very shortly, we have Andrew Flint. We have Peter P, who is, he's celebrating something tonight, something very, very big for him and well for his whole family. We also have Andy McLean, who is stuck in the studio on the far side of Moscow in the snow. Well, he's inside, not in the store, obviously. Uh, so on the far side of Moscow, and he is waiting for us to give a call because we have so much to speak about. We have the Champions Europa League draws, of course. We have the English Premier League. We have that, you know, big, 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 big burning issue of this week of Jose Mourinho, of course, who got fired, just as we predicted last week here on the show. And um, and also the first, wor- or the, sorry, the 2018 World Club Cup. It's also known as the Alibaba Cup. I don't know. It's just because of sponsorship reasons. Nikki's kind of like grinning at me. Why is a football competition called the Alibaba? Do you know why? No. Because it's sponsored by Alibaba. You know, AliExpress and Alibaba? Ah, okay. Exactly. It's been held out in the UAE. Uh, It's been held in... um, It's been held in... uh, There's two host cities. There are... I'm just trying to find it here, actually, right now. So it's El Alain, I think, and uh, Dubai. Yeah. So, so basically, the team taking place because they're all the champions of the different continents. So you have River Plate from South America. You have Real Madrid, of course, from uh, from Europe, who won the Champions League. You have Kashima Antlers, who won the Asian Champions League. You have uh, Tunis Esperanza Tunis, uh, who won the African Champions League. You have Guadalajara from Mexico, who won the Concacaf or the North Central America one. You have Team Wellington who won the Oceania Champions League and Al Ain who won the UAO, UAE Pro League because they are the host. So it's in Abu Dhabi, sorry, and Al Ain. So what's been happening? Well, tonight, right now, as we are on air, Real Madrid are giving an absolute kicking to Kashima Antlers. They're winning 3 0 in Abu Dhabi. And in the final, they will meet Al Ain who won on penalties last night in some of the most I mean, many people said that it was a fix last night. Um, I'll ask uh, Andrew because he's watching live for us last night. So um, they beat River Plate from Argentina. So Argentina, uh, River Plate will play Kashima Antlers in the third place playoff on Saturday. And Real Madrid will play El Ayin on Saturday for the title of best club in the world. Right. We are going out to Siberia right now to a man who should be celebrating out there in two men. Mr. Andrew Flint of Ronnie Dog Football. Andrew, how are you doing? Hello, hello, Alan. I'll tell you what, I am doing very, very well. Better than in a long, long time. And I, I think you probably can guess why. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Because um, a Liverpool fan now is heading up Manchester United. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> over that little minor part. Yeah, well, um, well listen, I mean... Um, you know, last week on the show, just uh, just when, when you were going off, I said that, you know, if they lose to Liverpool, that's it, he'll be gone 
next week. He'll be gone regardless of what happens uh, after. If he loses, he's gone. Um, was it? I mean, Liverpool played terrifically well. United, the players mm. just looked awful. Um, is 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 it? Was it the right time to get rid of him? I think it was just the last possible time they could have done, really. Um, I mean, I know I had my doubts that he would go, but that was more just out of resignation that he was still here. Um, a result like that, I think it probably was a clean cut. You know, it was such a comprehensive defeat. Um, and it's just humiliating to lose like that. Uh, and this is a man who knows what it means to beat Liverpool. He knows how important it is. So I think it's the right man to bring in. And it should have happened earlier, but... As it hasn't, I'll take it now, not later. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, now with, with uh, this, I mean, have they got the right man? Uh, because uh, Andy Mack, of course, he posted a question for, for us. You know, uh, I think, uh, now I get mixed up on Twitter. Did they get the right man in to, to caretake to the end of the season? Or should they have maybe gone for some, someone, you know, a little bit more long term? Or, you know, did they even plan this out? Like, were they planning to get Solskjaer in? Or was this kind of like, oh, let's just grab an ex-player who's kind of, you know, cheap to get? Yeah, you know, I think the first thing is that they haven't planned it properly because otherwise you wouldn't have an interim and then a full-time manager. Um, now, of course, Pochettino is the one everybody wants full-time and I would be very happy with him. But he's not going to go mid-season. Um, so they either should have done it this summer or now that they can't get him, um, he's had to do this whole interim manager thing. I think in, in the context of an interim manager, he is the right man. Um, I think he's got enough experience to be a good enough coach on the basic level. He's won titles. He's managed in Europe. He knows the club well. He knows even Pogba and Lingard from the youth team management a few years ago. Um, and he's, he's going to be keen and motivated. I mean, when the draw was made, because let's discuss that now. Because uh, Man United, they, they were drawn to place uh, to uh, to face uh, PSG Paris Saint Germain in the uh, first knockout round of the Champions League. Now, Tuchel, of course, who is the uh, PSG coach, the German guy, ex Borussia Dortmund uh, coach, he 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 said like, "Oh, we're not favourites to win. We're not favourites to beat Man United." I think that, that was a great draw for Man United, though, because, I mean, PSG, you know, they, they, they are a team who could just absolutely blow up on the night. Well, we'd have to hope they would do, because if they don't, then I think this um, could be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's what I've got used to recently, you know, in recent months. Anybody who plays well will absolutely hammer us. Now that we've got a new manager coming in, a couple of months to get back into the swing of it, yeah, there's a chance, but... I'm not hopeful. I'm still not hopeful. Um, but if they blow up, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it is It is like looking at PSG. I mean, okay, uh, that game, of course, well, we'd wait a couple of months because it's on February 12th, uh, kick-off 11 o'clock in Moscow time, Man U at home in the first leg against PSG. I mean, right now, PSG are favourites, but you would have to look that if United strengthen in the transfer window, if they get a couple of defenders in especially where they do seem to be lacking, maybe centre midfield as well, um, you know, could they be even dark horses to go on and win the Champions League? Oh, Alan, don't tempt me. I, 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 enough good news in one week is, is, is too much, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, look, the, the bottom line is the players at the club are very, very good players. They should be challenging for, well, not quite necessarily the Champions League title, but the you know, semi-final stage at least. The players on paper. Um, if Lindelof and Bailly stay fit um, and possibly a full-back reserve centre-back comes in, there's not actually a lot 
I think that needs to be added to make it a title-winning, title-challenging side. Uh, I just think we've let ourselves down so badly so far, there's too much ground to make up. Um, I'm not going to allow myself to say yes. If you look at him, you look at the, like, you know, Roy Keane, for example, he was on like saying, like, it's, you look at the players, the players have gotten, he always said, like, the players have gotten the manager sacked. And it did look a bit like that at times where you look at players who could give more, who should give more, but they just weren't, you know, getting it in. I mean, we will see on Saturday playing, of course, Cardiff City. They've got a, a busy schedule coming up. They've got Cardiff City away, uh, 8.30 Moscow time on Saturday. And then on Wednesday, the big Boxing Day fixture, of course, which, which is, it, it's not an easy one for them. They're playing Huddersfield Town at home, 6 o'clock on Moscow, at Moscow time. Um, surely, surely, I mean, the man who coached the Man United reserves to the, uh, the Premier League Reserve Division Championship in 2009-2010, uh, Solskjaer, he should get six points out of the next two games, shouldn't he? I think so, absolutely. I think, actually, maybe that's another reason why the decision was made now, because you look at those fixtures, Cardiff, Huddersfield at home, Bournemouth at home, Newcastle are even more of a mess than us. Um, actually, it's not a bad run to have, despite it being a busy period. Um, I know he absolutely has to, um, but... You know, the only, in the medium term, I'd say there's not so much pressure on him. It's, it's not quite a free ride, but it's as near to that as you can get in charge of Manchester United. Not much will be expected of him. Um, we, but for these games, I certainly think so. Spurs had, had, a, had a great little bit of a run out there last week uh, or in, in the Champions League. Of course, they're getting that great draw, the comeback draw against uh, Barcelona. Mm. They got Borussia Dortmund then uh, in the Champions League. Is that good for them, or could that be a potential banana skin, given the colour that Borussia wear? <laughs> I, think, um, I think Borussia are going to be one of the most dangerous teams left in the, the tournament, I'd say, at the moment. You talk about dark horses, Manchester United, I think that's too much, really. Um, but I think Borussia are one that have, they look like they are playing with an identity, and they've got some quick, quick players, dangerous players. Um, Spurs, I think they will do well to get past Dortmund. Um, I, I, on that balance, I think it's actually quite a difficult one. Um, but, you know, never know. Spurs have had some good results recently, so who knows? Well, of course, their their coach is being tipped as being the next manager of Man United with uh, Pochettino. They're saying that he he's someone who come in to get you know Manchester playing with a bit of passion and to get the young players coming through as well. So, you know, it could be it could be interesting to see what happens if they if they uh, slip up. Then he could be on, on the way to Old Trafford. Listen, Andrew, before we go away, uh, what have you asked Santa Claus to put in a sack for you? Say again, sir. What have you asked Santa Claus to put in a sack for you? <laughs> well, he's already done it. Um, goodbye, Mourinho. That, and, that, and that is more than enough for me. Very, so your Christmas come early. Listen, Andrew Flynn, we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you on Boxing Day to have a look to see just how how this new uh, Norwegian revolution is getting on in Old Trafford. Perfect. Can't wait. Okay. Have a happy Christmas. We'll talk to you next week. And you. Thanks, Andrew. Okay, that is our man out in Siberia, Mr. Andrew Flint from, of course, Ryan Dog Football. That question again for 2,000 rubles worth of food and drink. Two vouchers, of course, to give away. Uh, which city in Russia is bidding to host the 2021 UEFA Champions League final? Okay, I'm not going to give you A, B, or C. You know what it is because Valeria told you already what it is. I mean, I think that's an easy question, isn't it, Nikki? Nikki. Uh, yes, you're getting a lot of answers. I know. People are desperate because, listen, I've been we, last weekend, last Saturday, we had the Moscow Shamrocks. We had our end of season, our end of year dinner there uh, on. 
Sunday, I'm going to another end of year dinner, like our corporate for the for the college. So I mean, it's you know, folks, where where are those wonderful those four pubs you go? They're all centrally located, right beside the metro. So they're kind of like crawling distance, even in this terrible snow, just to get yourselves home. But the food and drink is good. You got two thousand rubles to spend. There's, that's more than enough to really have a good evening. Okay, so we are running away now to the break. We'll be back after this with a bit more of an update from American Sports and also we're going to go live to Peter P who is celebrating this evening. And uh, But before we do, uh, just for Andrew Flint, just for all those Man United fans out there, including our boss, Sasha, who, who I think he's quite happy, we're going to go away with a song from the blue side of Manchester, but it's one that, you know, guys, look forward, be positive, because uh, this is Oasis and Don't Look Back in Anger. With Alan Moore.
Hey, this is Becky Hayes. Listen to the BCM Radio Show every Friday on Capital FM Moscow 105.3. Every Friday at 1am on Capital FM Moscow. I like the way you do your... Тысячи блинов нужно испечь, чтобы стать мастером блинопеком в теремке. И всего один нужно попробовать, чтобы его полюбить. Ведь домашний вкус, как настоящую любовь, ни с чем не спутаешь. Теремок. Вкусная работа в Москве. Наступает время создавать новое. Время оттачивать свое мастерство. Быть безупречным в деталях. Лучшими слушаниями. Гросс. Гарантия совершенства. Информация по телефону. 8 800 249 49 8 800 249 49 И на сайте www.instrument.ru Оптовый поставщик Мир Инструмента. Welcome back, folks. Lots of uh, correct answers coming through for that question. Everyone texting, messaging on plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three. Of course, the question is, which Russian city has bid to host the UEFA Champions League final in twenty twenty one? Of course, they're up against Munich. But who'd want to go to Munich? We can come to. Yes, you just fill in that blank. Okay, so. Most people have gotten it right, but no, Saransk is not going to host it. Okay, I've just got a, I got a private text saying like it has to be Saransk, but I know that person, and you are wrong. Okay, so uh, that game in the uh, World Club Cup, the Alibaba sponsored one, it is, <coughs> excuse me, it is now three one to Real Madrid. So of course they'll be playing in the final on Saturday. Uh, elsewhere this evening, there are a couple of games going on in England. In the it, this is getting even more ridiculous. The EFL was the the Caribou Cup so at 10.45 tonight Chelsea are hosting Bournemouth and Arsenal are playing Tottenham so a lot to play for in that right now it's half time in the Bundesliga in Germany Schalke Null Fear are 2-1 down against Bayer Leverkusen so that's a big big derby game up there in the north well not the north in Germany sort of like north central north well up in that area you know kind of well it's kind of nice and industrial and so on Leverkusen, of course, sponsored by Bayer, the big uh, chemical plant, and Schalke, who were kind of come from the uh, coal mines and so on from that area in uh, Gelsenkirchen. So uh, later on this evening at 10.30, Bayern Munich are hosting the uh, Red Bull Visiting Boys from Leipzig, and it looks really, really like uh, Bayern Munich are going to win that one. Because, of course, over this holiday period, there are so many games going on. Even tonight, up in Scotland, we'll ask Andy about that. Celtic at 10.45 are hosting Motherwell. Celtic are, uh, well, they're like 11-2 to 2 on to win that game. Motherwell are 14-1. to 1. So it looks, it's going to be that. A really, really strange question or uh, uh, um, an incident where a player from Barcelona, Rafinha, Rafinha, of course we all know, he has to wear Adidas gear, okay? Or else he has to pay 1 million euros or 1.14 million dollars. Uh, this was, um, basically he had signed uh, a deal with Mizuno, the shoe uh, manufacturer uh, I think they're Japanese and uh, he said that no 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 that uh, he uh, Adi says no he has already signed with them he's meant to to um, you know wear the uh, Adidas gear he said no that he wouldn't wear it but he will have to so he has another I think it's, uh, 12 months left on that day oh sorry yeah, yeah 12 months left to go on that now of course over in America right now it is all about the bowl games the uh, and look if you really want to have something just want to do if you want to have something interesting you want to have something let's just say if, if, if you're sleepless 
in Moscow and you want to have a little bit of a look at something interesting, then you can turn around and start to watch bowl games. And there's already been a few on, and there's usually very, very high scoring ones to so say last weekend I ended up watching because I'm still kind of in recovery from traveling back from Europe. Uh, like say Fresno State had a, a wonderful win against Arizona State to 130, 31 30 31-20 uh, tonight uh, tonight or sorry last night I should say or earlier this morning the uh, University of Alabama of Birmingham uh, they won 37-13 against the uh, Northern Illinois University and uh, of course then you have Tonight you've got San Diego State. They're playing against uh, Ohio. Uh, that bowl game, another another weird. It's called the DXL Frisco Bowl, uh, being played in Frisco in Texas. I didn't know it was Frisco in Texas. We have Bad Boy Mowers, and that's what to watch tomorrow because they'll have a lawnmower race. Yes, a lawnmower race. The University of South Florida are playing Marshall now. Marshall. Many people would know about them because they're called the Thundering Herd, and they were subject of a very very big movie starring um, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, back a number of years ago where basically there was a plane crash and nearly all the, the people in the plane were killed so they had to try and rebuild their, their football programme and so on and so forth this weekend some big big games coming up of course f- from some of the more the top rated club or uh, the universities so for example Boise State they're playing in Cotton Bowl in Texas they're playing in the Sarah Pro First Responder Bowl against Boston College Boise State finishes season 25 ranked 25 but the big ones are going to be held in a, in a week and a bit's time so uh, you've got like the big big playoffs so you have Notre Dame playing Clemson and Oklahoma against Alabama so again if you if you kind of can't sleep if you want to say oh, I'm going to just like do something interesting for New Year so we'll all finish up work on the 29th of course that's a Saturday go start watching some American football the college football it will be worth it so Nikki have we got uh, young Peter P on the line yes we do okay so let us go to a man who has a very big reason to celebrate this evening and I have some very important questions for him Peter P how are you doing hey how are you I'm very very good listen first of all in front of all our well tens or be it hundreds of thousands of listeners a happy birthday to you Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Listen, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say you know that your age, but turning 18 is a very very important time for you. So, um, what are you doing this evening? What do you mean, like how, how I'm celebrating? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sitting right now with my family, enjoying the evening, eating some traditional Russian food that that's I don't know. I'm not really fond of the traditional Russian food. I'm, I'm already. I'm already stuffed. I cannot eat anything. And, uh, yeah, I'm so far enjoying it. Well, listen, we won't keep up for too long. But, listen, um, I know we've not really talked about the NBA this autumn. And we have threatened to speak about it. And we will touch on it next week when um, we, we you're back in the studio with us. And we have Alex all the way from Toronto. But, uh, listen, what's happening with the big men over in North America? And who are tearing up the courts? Well, uh Alex's team, actually, Toronto, Toronto Raptors, are first in the league right now with 23 wins and nine losses. Then after them, Denver, and then Milwaukee coming in third. And then, uh, surprisingly, Golden State is at fourth. I, I, I honestly thought they'd be either first or second, but uh, they're, they're at 21 wins and 10 losses. I mean, they are the defending champions, so you would expect them to be at least, you know... Yes, yes, and, and with, a, with a lineup like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's really interesting because, as you know yourself, like, you know better than me, those teams that are first, second, and third, well, okay, Toronto improved a little bit, but the other two, Denver have traditionally been kind of like a joke team, and so too have Milwaukee, but, like, I mean, they're both, you know, they're, they're, they're second and third. So, 
Um, what else is happening? I mean, I mean, they're, okay, the top four, but anything else? Any other like uh, who who's, who are the standout players so far this season? Uh, if, excuse me, could, could you repeat that? Now, who are the standout players so far this season? Uh, I would say, well, of course, LeBron is racking up crazy points. Of course, uh, but by the way, uh, you, you asked me uh, when you sent me the question. You said, "Well, what is LeBron like? What what, what is he doing right now at, 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 the, Lake, at the Lakers?" It, it's actually pretty interesting because. He what, what he's doing, what what I think he's doing, what many people think he's doing, he's mentoring the players, the young players, because there's a lot of young players in, in the Lakers right now that are like it's their second first season, and they're they're like looking up to him, and they're always like I don't know, it, it just it just I you get this feel that he's like being like uh, the leader of the team right now, he, what, what he what everybody expected of him in. Um, Calories, but what he wasn't doing there. So, what he wasn't what he wasn't doing there. He's doing now at Lakers. Do you think Peter Dallas maybe just as he feels a bit more freedom because, of course, he is like an Ohio boy, like he's a Cleveland boy in many, many ways. So, do you think he's he's kind of free from the pressure, and the Lakers just want to use him to not just as a great player, but also as a as a great leader? I don't think I don't think he was. Um, I think he had the same amount of freedom he has uh, at the Lakers, but I think what was stopping him from doing that is it, it, because the Cavaliers lineup was like it, it wasn't like fresh players. It was it was seasoned players, all stars actually, and so they like they didn't really need the guidance, or I, I think they, they they wanted his like thoughts on on on, on the process. So here he he has a lot of as I said. Fresh players, players with not a lot of knowledge, and they and playing playing with a legend like that. They, of course, they look up to him. So, well, that's that. That is fair enough. That is good because again, we did mention uh, a couple of weeks ago here in the studio when the, the when we were all together was that the the most an, annoying thing was that you know the tactic for the Cavaliers in the last season seemed to be just give LeBron the ball, give him the rock, yeah, and just, perform. just pass it to LeBron, yeah. Uh, so I mean, okay. Listen, um, well, anything else from from the world of NBA or anything else interesting happening in uh, in around the world of sports? Well, uh, not at all, actually. Really? Uh, yeah, none. I haven't heard anything at least. Okay, I know you keep your Instagram. Listen, uh, one final question before we let you go. Um, you, we, we were always discussing about Jose Mourinho being fired, and now he has been fired. Um, over football. Wait, wait what? You got fired? There you go. You see, you didn't even fight. See, there you go. I, I, I've, 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 I've given you the news. I've given you a birthday gift. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, listen. Uh, no, he got he got fired. Uh, and now, like, uh, uh, well, a former United player, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer from Norway, he's in, uh, taken over. Um, there's now a question in our own locomotive here that uh, the president could be leaving. So, I mean, there's all, you know, changes all around the place. But in terms of football coach... Um, are you a Mourinho fan? Do you think he can do more? I definitely think that he could do more. Because uh, I became like a football, like a soccer fan not too long ago when M- Mourinho was making his come up, so to say. Like I've seen him uh, being a trainer at d- different teams and, and uh, I don't know, just, just 
making the best out of the team. It's just uh, so I, I, it really, I don't know, it saddens me, I guess, that they, they fired him. And I'm lo- looking forward to his come up uh, as a trainer over, over another team. Yeah, I mean, it, do, it does look like that. I mean, because he, he's too good to be left on his own. Um, finally, is there any, any, um, you know, anything from the NBA that you think that our listeners will be interested in? Like, any, any, who, who, which young players have have stood out this season for you? Well, I gotta say that Magic actually, the the, the team that I haven't been like following a, like a lot. Uh, they they they. Uh, the, the player, what was his name? Uh, Mo Bamba. Uh-huh. He's uh, he's pretty he's pretty interesting because uh, I don't know he he's uh, a freshman of course uh, it's his first season and already people uh, say that he's like the best on the team pretty much. Are you see? So, yeah, yeah I, he, I say, he's only yeah, twenty years of age. That kid isn't he? He's twenty years old. Yeah, he's he's very young. He's very young. So I know I've seen. I know he plays. Um, he played, I should say, in the University of Texas. So I, I, I've just. I, I haven't seen his stats, but I know that like Orlando, they're doing okay, but they're kind of. Um, you know, are, are they a good team for him? Do you think he can build his career there? Um, I'd say they're they're not bad, but they're not good either. So I think it's a good it's a good way to start off. I think. Uh-huh. Uh to get yourself out there cuz cuz you you always you, you don't want to like uh be put in a in a very big and a very good team at first cuz definitely there's a lot of pressure and you you'll be playing with like all-stars uh, and definitely like it, it, it it's a way harder to get noticed like that and a team like magic an uh, okay team he, as you as we can see he he already got noticed people are talking about him so there is a lot of chances next season He'll be, I don't know, who knows, uh, picked by another team, a bigger team or something like that. Okay, he could be traded. So, yeah. And I've just, I've, 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 I have seen that the, the, the Cavs are having a terrible season. They're 8 and 23. They're like, they are really, really suffering the uh, post LeBron effects. Um, is that is that their level? Because Cleveland were traditionally a terrible basketball team until LeBron, you know, kind of joined them. So do you think that that's it? Like Cleveland, they're 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 gone for at least another generation. Well, um, I think yeah, I think yeah. Okay. Uh, well, like like Alex said, I remember like a while back, they're gonna start tanking. They're gonna start like getting like draft picks. Uh-huh. And slowly rebuilding the team. Right now, they're terrible. Listen, that's that's it. Because of course, uh, your favorite team or all favorite team, well, kind of your favorite team, the Chicago Bulls, ex of Michael Jordan, they are even worse than the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're seven and twenty-four this year. But we we'll wait to see what happens. Listen, uh, Peter, you have a very happy Christmas, a very happy birthday tonight, of course, and enjoy yourself. You. Hi to your to all your family and friends who are there with you as well. And we will see you in the studio next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You. Have a good one. Okay. Vicky, you never wish him a happy birthday. No, I did not. Happy sure? birthday to Peter. Yeah, well, now, well they're, they're here now. Because you, you set me up for my... I actually wanted him to be in the studio tonight to set him up, but you know, <laughs> he decided to stay home. Okay, folks, we're going to head to the break. So again, that question once more. Which Russian city has bid to host the UEFA Champions League final in 2021? 
Who is it? It's not Moscow. It's another big, big city not too far away from Moscow at 600 kilometres. So, plus 7025 for you can win one of two 2,000 ruble gift vouchers for Katie's, Katie's, Paddy's or Silver's. Get your message in because we've got one segment to go. We're going to go out to a song that... This is... Peter... This, this is for you, okay, because you, you're 17 turning 18, now you have time to vote and you have time to have a bit more fun. So this is The Proclaimers and On My Way From Misery to Happiness. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. I'm on my way from misery to happiness to be. From misery to happiness to be uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm on my way To what I want from this world And years from now You'll make it to the next world And everything That you receive up yonder Is what you give To me the day I wonder I took a right I took a right Turning yesterday
Digital Stand Up with Steve Foreman. Ah, here we go. You know, I don't think I have a lot of people that hate me, but I think I have a long list of people who moderately dislike me. You can really taste the Soviet Union in a larder. You know, there's like a... Well, you can smell petrol. That's the main thing. That's the main thing you notice, to be honest. And actually, the, the larder doesn't start just by turning the key. You also have to sort of go, like, oh, I like, there's like there's like an element of that, like you know. Oh, British we people! We gave you a language. Oh, British people! God's sake! I wish you'd use it. <laughs> Every Thursday at 9 p.m. Capital Stand Up with Steve Foreman on Capital FM Moscow. Are you serious? <laughs> you got a date like that? We speak English. We play a hit. With Alan Moore. Okay, folks, we're back for part three and the last and final part for this week's show of Capital Sports, of course. Uh, Nikki Say was telling me just before, well, while we're on the break, that she's now working out and using, what are they called again? Dumbbells. Yeah, very good. Dumbbells, Thank exactly. You. Yes. <laughs> there you go. You see, I increased your vocabulary in the one show. No, I knew, I knew that, that dumbbells existed. I just. You never... know, but d- dumbbell is also a bad word as well. Yeah, but we're using them in the correct and polite yeah, way. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So we're not calling you're not calling me a dumbbell. Well, you probably <laughs> could, but I mean, no, don't. But please. I'm not. No, no, no. I don't. I, don't, I need to be reaffirmation of myself. Um, yeah. So basically, how, how, when you're working out, when using the uh, dumbbells, yeah. <laughs> the free weights, shall we say? Um, how are you finding? Like, what, what are you doing? What kind of like movements? Is it just like you know, building the biceps, triceps, shoulders? Yeah, the shoulders, the delta, the back, everything. My goodness, you're going to be like a little like <laughs> Kachalka. What's it called like the like gym rat, like bodybuilder? No, I'm, I'm not going to be any you're of that. You're not going to be a no. body. You'd be a cool bodybuilder, actually. No, thank you. No. You'd be cool if you started like you know, the, doing the drugs. midget bodybuilder. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you could be really big. There was a guy. I can't think of his name. He's dead now, of course, because he was doing drugs. Uh, Zeus. <laughs> no. Zeus? <laughs> Zeus is a god. Why? You're on this there, like There was this famous Zeus? bodybuilder Zeus that had a great body and now he's dead. Zeus was a god, no? No. Yeah, there but... was a bodybuilder called Zeus. <laughs> yes. Okay, what well, is a guy? Okay, there was a guy from Bulgaria. Uh, I can't think of his name. I just blank his name. He was called like the little midget Hercules. And um, basically he was like, he would lift like twice his own weight and so on. And then basically just, well, he died of taking drugs. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, uh, before we're going to go to uh, Andy McLean in just a moment. So it, it started the second half there in Gelsenkirchen. It's still 2-1 to Leverkusen, the visitors. Um, a quick look ahead to the UEFA Europa League, where, of course, there is some Russian representation, even though there was a terrific result from um, uh, Siska Moscow away, or winning 3-0 away to uh, Real Madrid. However, um, in the Europa League, there are some very good draws. Uh, okay, Batty Borsov, who just crossed the border in Belarusia, they are at home to Arsenal on February 14th. So it might be um, Valentine's Day massacre uh, for them. They kick off at 8.55. Krasnodar, they have a really tough draw. Team playing tonight and winning away in Gelsenkirchen in the 53rd minute. Uh, that is, of course, Bayer Leverkusen. They are playing in Krasnodar. So... I don't know, so that's a tough one. Dinamo Kiev, they are away to Olympiakos in Greece, so it could be a bit fiery. Stad René, of course, who a good friend of the show, Adrian, who was in before Adrian Morvan, they are at home against Real Betis. Not a great draw, a tough one. Celtic, they have Valencia from Spain. I think that could be it, because Celtic basically, I don't know, they try to lose every single game that they played in the Europa League, but they managed to stumble their way through. Of course, Zenit St. Petersburg, they are through. They had a... 
I don't know, Zenies have been just outperforming everybody uh, in every sense of the word. So uh, they are they will be playing, of course, in the Champions League, and they are playing. And I've just blanked it. Okay, well, that's Andy right now. Of course, they're playing Fenerbahce, of course, home and away. So Fenerbahce from Turkey. Uh, straight away, we're going across the phone to Mr. Andy McLean. Andy, how are you doing? Good. How are you, Alan? Very good. I just blanked who Zenit were going to play, and I just couldn't remember who it was. I was going, Fenerbahce, Fenerbahce. And then it came back to my head, Fenerbahce. So, Andy, um, are you outside or inside the building? Are you relaxing or are I'm, you busy? I'm, I'm currently on the snowy street. Good. Yeah, I mean, do you hate snow as much as I do? Um, it doesn't bother me as much as rain, I have to say. You get used to it here after a decade or so. I just, I, I think, like, there's, like, there's no reason for snow. I mean, there's no reason. I mean, I, I, I think it's just, you know, the god or gods or whoever it was, they just really want to play with our heads, you know? The, the, I just, I don't know. I just don't like snow. Okay, Andy, <laughs> um, that big, big, big uh, sports story, of course, this week, um, Mourinho. It's been one coming, I think. The atmosphere around United in the last month or two hasn't been good, it's been clear. Uh, there's obviously been a few stories coming out about the inner workings of what was going on. Uh, Mourinho timing his interviews, the Glazers coming out saying that you know it was a business. They wanted to get to the Champions League. They saw Mourinho as that man. They weren't that fussed about the the titles. <laughs> It's it's an interesting one. It's developing, but I think it's probably the right time for them to part ways. Um, they obviously didn't have the confidence in Mourinho to have another transfer window. He hasn't really brought anyone in um, that's impressed. So, probably the right time. And an easy Christmas for Mr. Mourinho. Exactly, with a lot of money in his back pocket. I mean, he got the contract extension and then just, like, you know, gets fired. Um, I, 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 while, while I understand, because he was, of course, a colleague of yours this during the World Cup in at uh, Russia today. Um, do you, I mean, where can he go next, Andy? That's a very good question. I think if a big Portuguese club came up, he, that, that might interest him. He, of course, said during the World Cup when he was working here at RT that um, a job in Russia would interest him. I think he may have just been saying that for the camera. Uh-huh. You never know. I'm, a return to Spain or Portugal is where I see it going. Um, but at the moment, the big clubs, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's one of those ones where are they going to take a gamble on him now? Is he damaged property? A little bit. I think the whole three-year saga, this trend of Mourinho not p- producing results in his third season is, is, is a farce. I mean, the, the, the man has produced big results. This is the first job where he hasn't actually won the league title. And I think that probably hurts him a little bit. He, he, he did it Inter, Chelsea, Real Madrid, Porto. Um, obviously, the title was out of his reach when he was in the lower elgins of the Portuguese league, but he overachieved. Um, damage goods temporarily, but I think he's probably one job away from being considered the, one of the very best again. Well, I mean, if you look, if you look at who they've brought in now to uh, caretake uh, the club uh, with uh, Solskjaer, who, you know, of course, oh, he has like pedigree and so on and so forth. Okay, in Norway, in Molde, he's done well. He won a cup. He, he did fairly well. Um, but he really is more of like an assistant or, or a temporary guy. Do you think that this is, this is going to damage the United brand? 
I don't think so. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a part of the Manchester United brand in the last sort of two decades. And he was the super sub. He was the one that got them the winning goal in the Champions League against Bayern Munich back in 99. I don't think it will damage. Um, there's been lots of former players coming out saying about um, Danny Gabadon at Cardiff, uh, sorry, at Cardiff, yeah. saying that he brought a good atmosphere to the dressing room. Eventually, he wasn't getting the results when they got re- relegated back to the championship. But there was a buzz around the club, and that's exactly what Manchester United need at the moment. He's proven himself tactically in Norway, where it's been difficult for Molde. They don't quite have the same punch as the, as your Rosenborgs. Or, um, I think it's a good appointment based on the fact that Norway's obviously on their off-season break. Molde get money. Solskjaer gets an opportunity again. And I don't think any manager should be judged on one job. I mean, we can take Mourinho in this case with Manchester United. Solskjaer had a bad time when he was in the limelight in England. Um, It'll be interesting to see how he does. I think it's probably a win-win for them. They can't really get any worse at the moment. Okay, Solskjaer comes in, stabilises the club, gets the end of the season. The Glaciers say, listen, thanks, but no thanks. Who would be your top two candidates to, to, to bring in? Well, I've read that if Solskjaer does impress, they were going to have to pay about eight million, I think, in compensation to Mulder, um, which I don't think is really going to be a viable option. Top two candidates for me, I think probably Zidane's one of the ones that they've they've got in mind. Um, otherwise, I think they probably need to bring someone in with a bit of Premiership experience, whether they turn to someone like Arsene Wenger or a bit younger. I think Potocino would be the other one that they'd be looking at. Whether they can tempt him away or not is, um, is yeah, very much down to the Argentinian and Tottenham Hotspur. Well, if you look at, it, like, say, Pochettino, we, we, I, I mentioned that to uh, Andrew Flint earlier on. Like, he has been sort of, like, tipped and hinted and, say, Gary Neville. Of course, Gary Neville's in this, like, kind of, like, dream world of, oh, like, go back to the United way of promoting young players and to playing United style of football. The United style of football was traditionally, you know, give it to Beckham and let him smack the ball up the length of the pitch and then chase it up and, you know, pop the ball over the top. It, it, it wasn't exactly free-flown, tiki-taka you know, uh, let's say, skilled possession football. It was more, you know, a lot of brute force, uh, you know, good, solid English football, shall we say. Yeah, but I think that's the way the premiership's developed over the last sort of eight, ten years. Manchester United played a brand of the football that was considered attacking. Yes, it was quite direct, but they also had the skill factor up front, the connection between York and Andy Cole, they had the Cantonars, Giggses, Kanchelskis, people that could get at players that could take them on. And that's what lifts the crowd and makes it exciting. It was direct, but they, they had players there as well, like Roy, the, your, your, your Roy Keynes or holding midfield players, people that weren't afraid to put tackles in to win balls back quickly and keep the pressure on. Okay, no, that, that is fair enough. Okay, we'll get away from that Mourinho one because that, that, that's going to run around. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Celtic stumbled over their own feet into play Valencia in the Europa League. Is that, you know, is that the kind of end of days now for, for, uh, for Celtic? Um. <laughs> Sorry, I've been very blunt with this. <laughs> It'll be a very difficult one to get a result. Valencia haven't been great this season either, but they have enough about them to cause Celtic an awful lot of problems. And unless Celtic are really on 
on their game for the away leg, certainly, and they keep it tight at the home leg, then I, I think it will be difficult to progress. Um, I mean, Brendan Rodgers was talking about, after, after the defeat by Hibernian at the weekend, that some of the players for Celtic have already played 40 games and they're already at burnout and he doesn't have the opportunity to really rotate. Whereas Valencia aren't chasing a title and they can really focus on making sure they've got their best 11 rested, trained, trimmed and ready for that game. Because even tonight, I mean, you know, Celtic, they're, they're coming in with uh, two wins in the last five playing Motherwell, who are the same, two wins in the last five. They're actually identical records in the last five games. Uh, two wins, a draw and two defeats. That's kicking off, of course, 10.45 tonight. But, I mean, you know, OK, Celtic most likely will win that one. Um, but, I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the last few games between Celtic and Motherwell, a lot of them have ended in draws. Three draws in the last uh, five, of course, two wins for Celtic and that. Do you think that, you know, that Celtic can kind of, like, get through the winter and then hit the ground running and, and, and push on to, to make a, you know, to kind of secure the title and, it, you know, over this, like, uh, you know, this winter break? I do think that a winter break will help them. Obviously, it's not as long as what it is in Russia. Um, but I think they do need a little break, refresh, come back again, energised. There's injury problems there. Um, there's the whole saga around Lee Griffiths and his, mental, physical problems, uh-huh. whatever it is that's going on off of, off the pitch. Um, it's quite an exciting time, really, for, for, for Scottish football because this is the first season that there appears to be one or two reasonably difficult challenges, hurdles for Celtic to overcome domestically. Well, I mean, there's, there's four teams, of, you know, a, a, a one-point blanket covers them with, like, Rangers, Kilmarnock, Celtic and Aberdeen. And of course, uh, Hearts are just following close behind. So, a win and that's Hearts not won a game in nine. Exactly. So, I mean, they've really fallen apart. Uh, listen, Andy, before we go away, uh, big games this weekend in the English Premier League. Give us your tips because, like, there's a few biggies, um, but who are you looking at for a bit of value? Well, I'm going to apologise to Mark Hughes if he's listening. I'm sure he is. Um, he seems to have that factor of when he leaves the club that he leaves really up their game. So I'm fancying a Southampton away win, uh, I believe, at Huddersfield. That's right, at 6 o'clock on Saturday. And in the other game, I'd probably be between looking at Newcastle, both teams to score. Newcastle Fulham, of course, that's a Fulham run by Ranieri and as Ireland that uh, superpowered Mape cycling uh, chemistry. <laughs> okay, at six o'clock as well on Saturday, so uh, both teams to score. Okay, Andy, listen, um, I hope Santa's sack is very full for you next week uh, on Tuesday, and we will see you then hopefully on Wednesday here in the studio. I hope he's generous to you too, Adam. Okay, <laughs> you take it easy, Andy. Have a good evening. Thanks a million. <laughs> Happy Christmas to you and the family. Okay, Nikki, we're going to go away now. So we have two winners. We have Dimitri and Nina. You both won. You both get 2,000 rubles worth of gift vouchers to the one of the four pubs, the two Katie's pubs, or, and, or not and, or, or uh, Paddy's or Silver's, okay? So you're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to contact you after the show with all that information. The answer, of course, was? St. Petersburg. Very good. Even Nikki knew that. I actually had to struggle. Even? No, not even. Okay, right, we're going to wrap up. Listen, because we're going to, we're going to like go out, like we're walking up a movie together, all happy, all positive, because Christmas is coming soon. The snow is horrible, of course. We all hate the snow, but still, let's have a happy Christmas next week, and we'll see you, or talk to you all, and see us all as well, on Wednesday next week when we have our end-of-year show, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going out to our 10 o'clock break with 
Farrell Williams and happy, happy. talk to you next week. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.